Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Lenses. I'm Cal. And I'm Hal, and today we're tackling the mental illness of GAD, also known as General Anxiety Disorder. Trigger warning for this episode, mentioned of depression. Thanks so much, and let's get right into this episode. So, what is it? Generalized anxiety disorder is characterized by excessive and or ongoing worry and stress. So, usually the worry will be without a clear reason, but it doesn't um, specifically have to be that. Yeah, it can, if, it, if there are, like, clear reasons, it's like an overreaction to it, usually. Mm-hmm. Like, as we said, excessive and ongoing. Um, it's has It involves constant worry that makes day-to-day activities very difficult, and it also shares similar symptoms to other anxiety-related disorders, but they're still all different and fall into their different categories. Right, so, like, doing things that wouldn't cause most people stress, like, maybe... Going outside or walking in a public place can be very stressful to someone who has generalized anxiety disorder. Yeah. Alright, so what are some of the symptoms of generalized anxiety disorder? Well, one of them, like we said before, is persistent worrying about numerous things out of proportion of their true impact. So an example of that would be, like, if you had to give a presentation for something and you would be extremely worried about it if you had generalized anxiety disorder, I mean, a normal person, I mean, a normal person would be worried about it, but someone with Generalized anxiety disorder, that might be the only thing they're able to think about. Right. Um, another symptom is constant overthinking. For example, like, maybe you said something to a friend in a conversation once, and, like, like you get home from that, from hanging out with them, and the whole day you're, like, thinking about what you said or what you could have said better. Stuff like that is, like, overthinking everything you do and, like, every event that you're in in situations. Um, that kind of goes along with making up plans or solutions to all possible worst-case outcomes. Like, always thinking about all the bad stuff that could happen and then trying to be like, okay, I need to, I need to make plans for this in case this happens and stuff like that's also extreme, like worrying and anxiety. Right. And that's all, that also ties in with the next symptom, symptom on this list, which is perceiving situations or events as scary or threatening, even when they aren't. And just like what Hal said, like maybe meeting up with a friend that could be like really scary, even though it's a fun activity that you're supposed to like. It's like the stuff that like most people would just be like, oh yeah, it's just going to school or like going to work or driving go, driving my car but like if you have anxiety you might be like oh my god i'm driving my car this is so scary because you're thinking of all the bad things that could happen and you just have right, all right. that anxiety around it um another symptom is handling uncertainty dif- difficulty like having trouble with things when they're not entirely like making sense and in your control and if you don't have everything figured out about it right and that um that can also tie in with like not handling change well yeah i feel like most people don't handle change very well but especially someone with anxiety they might handle it like very very poorly yeah. and like that that's more of like also talking about like small change like move well moving to a house is not a small change yeah. <laughs> but that, that would cause it but also just like maybe like I don't know, like, getting a new phone or something, like, stuff yeah, like yeah. that can be really anxiety-causing and, or, like, worry, worryful, worrisome. Yeah, another one is indecisiveness, fear of making the wrong decision. Um, I feel like that's a pretty general one that a lot of people, even without anxiety, experience, but um, I feel like people with anxiety, indecisiveness is... I don't know. Yeah, because it's, like, normal... Because you can have, like, be indecisive and not have anxiety, of course, but it's more of, like being indecisive because you're like there's so like so many things to be wrong if I make this decision or like what if I made the wrong choice or like there's so many like different ways this could go like I have to pick the exact right thing so nothing bad happens like thinking those thoughts about instead of just being like I don't know right and that kind of ties back into the um handling uncertainty because it's like very small things right that you're indecisive about that could cause really like great worry um, that kind of also goes along with inability to forget or set aside a worry. Like, you start worrying or stressing about something, and then 
since, like, that starts, you're, like, unable to forget about it or stop thinking about it. Like, every time your brain has, like, isn't actively thinking about something else, you're, like, worrying about that one thing, and it doesn't seem like it's possible for you to stop. Right, which can make, like, doing other activities hard while you're while you're having to, like, think about that thing. Like, yeah. If it's something that's going to come up in, like, a week, you might be, like, taking that whole week to worry about that <laughs> yeah. one specific thing. Um, it also includes, along with that, like, an inability to relax, mm-hmm. like... For example, you're trying to, like, lay down and cozy up on your couch and, like, watch a movie, but you can't relax the whole time you're thinking about other stuff that could be happening, like, overthinking, worrying, stressing. Like, just basically when you're trying to relax, your brain can't stop worrying or stressing about stuff. Right, which is similar to the next one, which is persistent feelings of restlessness um, or the inability to sit still. I know, like, leg bouncing or, like, fidgeting is something that goes along yeah. with that. Also, difficulty concentrating, mm-hmm. um, like partially because you're so busy worrying about other stuff it's hard for you to like sit down and focus on doing like an assignment or like writing something or reading or like watching a show that's also can be the feeling of a mind going blank like from over stressing and over worrying stuff like that and another symptom that's common is like irritability or frustration over even insignificant things because you're just so focused on worrying about stuff and like filled up with anxiety that when like other small things happen you have an extreme overreaction become very <coughs> sorry frustrated and um irritated right and that also affects like physical attributes like you have a lot of fatigue trouble sleeping over worry over things muscle tension aches um trembling shaking feeling twitchy that relates to like what i said before about like fidgeting right. and like bouncing your leg um nervousness being easily startled i know i've had that sweating stomach aches headaches nausea diarrhea and irritability those are just a yeah few. um also with like trouble sleeping it can also part of be like trouble falling asleep or staying asleep because maybe you're staying up all night worrying about stuff and you can't feel like you can't shut your brain off to like relax and go to sleep yeah okay so those are many of the symptoms remember that if you just have one symptom like that doesn't mean you have it like it's if the symptoms are lining up and if you're feeling this way like, reach out, talk to your doctor, therapist, um, find help. Yeah. So now that we've covered, like, sort of what generalized anxiety disorder is and symptoms of it, we're gonna talk about some causes. Remember, like, there's not enough, like, scientific research and data uh, that they've collected to figure out, like, the exact true causes, but this is, Mm -hmm. like, what they've gained from what they have done on what causes it, I guess. Um, so basically it's, said to be from com- the complex interaction of both biological and in- environmental factors in a person's life. Yeah, and um, before we continue, I just want to say really quick, if you're interested in any of like the resources that we got this information from, the links are in our bio. Yeah. Anyway, so another one of the causes could be genetics. Um, anxiety is something that can be passed down from generation to generation. Um, not always, obviously, it can be like developed. Yeah, but and just because your parents didn't have anxiety doesn't mean like you won't you'd... have it. Yeah. yeah. It's just a pattern that they've noticed. It's also, like, due to brain chemistry and function, like, the people with anxiety will have, like, differences in how their brain is set up and the functions that it does. This also goes along with development and personality, like, from your experiences, just, like, who you are as a person and how you've lived your life and developed, like, because that can cause, like, different responses to threats or perceived threats differently to cause, like, more anxiety over them. Right, which can, which uh, a big part of how anxiety can develop in someone is their home life or how they lived at, like, a young age. So if, if you yeah. didn't have a very good home life, um, it's more likely that you'll have anxiety. Yeah. 
just like and especially when all of this like goes together it's like more likely to have anxiety i guess like instead of just like like just because your mom has doesn't mean you'll have it but it could it just all of this combines right all right so there's some complications that come with having anxiety um and some of these are similar to the symptoms but i feel like it's still good to go over some of the complications yeah so the first one we have is impair ability to perform tasks quick and efficiently. So, like, having anxiety, like we mentioned earlier, um, can make doing basic things really difficult with excess worrying. Yeah. Um, it also can take time and focus away from other activities because instead of, like, if you play a sport, instead of, like, having fun playing basketball or something, you're spending the whole time worrying about different things going on in your life that are stressing you out because of anxiety. Right, and that can take up a lot of your energy. Um, we said before that anxiety can cause restlessness, but it can also cause um, like excessive sleeping as well. Yeah. Which is uh, something kind of similar to depression. Yeah. Um, and anxiety can actually cause an increased risk of depression. Yeah. Um, uh, I feel like it, the most common like two mental illnesses that go together are anxiety and depression. Right, because, and uh, like Cal just said, it ca- can cause oversleeping because maybe you're worried about even getting out of bed because of all the things that could go wrong and just worrying right, about right. stuff that you have to do that day. Um, also, more of, like, physical stuff, having anxiety can lead to or, like, worsen these problems, um, including digestive or bowel problems, headaches and migraines, chronic pain, chronic illness, sleep problems, as well as insomnia, heart, and, and heart issues. Yeah, and anxiety is, it's commonly a symptom of other um, mental illnesses, which it, it can, it, which can include, but not limited to, uh, phobias, panic disorder, OCD, PTSD, depression, uh, bipolar disorder, things like that. Yeah, it'll, like, usually it'll, like, go along with those, though yeah. it doesn't always have to, of right. course. They're just patterns and what they seem to be following mm-hmm. on the trends. So now that we've gone over, basically, an overview of generalized anxiety disorder and what it is, we want to talk about what it isn't. Because there's a lot of stigma still surrounding it. So one thing that a lot of people will tend to say or think is that anxiety isn't a big deal. It's not true. It's a huge deal. As we've said, it can cause a lot of other complications in your life. It can make just doing day-to-day activities really difficult. It affects basically everything in your life. And it's a really hard thing to deal with. It's not just some small thing that you can just easily get over. Right, and another one that I've seen that people say it is, which it isn't, is not a real mental health disorder. I feel like a lot of people will say, oh, you're just worried. Oh, it's just, like, worrying. Yeah. But, but yeah, you can, like, be worried about stuff, not have anxiety disorder, but when you have GAD, it's excessive worrying, sometimes for no reason, but if it does have a reason, like, more so than just being like, oh, I'm worried, it's, like, constant thinking about it like for a long period of time and Mm. it's definitely a real mental health disorder even though like it's a different from just like stress it's like an actual disorder because it's constant and excessive not just like stressing about something also another thing people will often say is that like everyone who has anxiety experiences it the same which isn't true because each person has their own experience with anxiety fit like fitting under it's a general like symptoms and stuff like that but like people people will experience it differently there's like no one right way or normal way to have it also along with that there's many different like types of anxiety disorders that can go along with it like panic disorders and ocd those also aren't all the same the same they're very different they share similar like features but they all fit into their mm-hmm. own subtypes 
Right, and it's also not just an adult problem. Um, like, teenagers and even kids can experience anxiety from stress from school and just life in general. Yeah, because they all have stressors and worries and stuff like that. It's not just adults. Right. Um, another one is that uh, you can get over it alone. Well, and this is just, if, if you're feeling like you have anxiety, please reach out to someone. Yeah. Uh, ask for help. There's a bunch of, there's online therapies, there's yeah. person therapies. Do you just vent to someone? Because you can't just, you people will be like, oh, just stop thinking about it and stuff like that. But, like, you when you have anxiety, you can't. Like, you literally will only think about it, overthink everything, worry about it constantly. And you can't just, like, turn your brain off. Like, that's the problem. So you, you can't just, like, get over it or stop thinking about it or stop worrying. That's the problem. And that's what you, like, it's really helpful to get help for. Also, sometimes people will say that you can just cure anxiety by removing, like, all stressful things in your life. One, that's not very good because, like, pretty much anything can be deemed as stressful with anxiety. (laughs) And also, like, that's just a short-term problem. You're still going to find other stuff to be stressed about because, like, when you have anxiety, sometimes there's literally no reason you just feel anxious and you don't know why because it doesn't seem like you should be, but you do. And also, like, you can't just take everything out of your life that could be stressful because anything could be stressful with anxiety. Um, and the last one we have on here, which I did mention before, but it's someone just telling you, like, oh, you're just, you're just nervous, you're just worrying, it's, anxiety is just, it's different from that, it's, like, extreme or excessive, yeah. uh, worrying or nervousness or stress, it's very different than just being, like, someone without anxiety, obviously someone without anxiety can be nervous about something, yeah. that's a normal human emotion, but someone with GID will have that excessively. Yeah, and it's really unhelpful to also say that people are like, oh, you're just a worry worrywart, or you're just nervous, like, when you have GAD, like, it's a much bigger problem than that, and it's unhelpful to, like, disqualify, like, the struggles that you have to face. Alright, so there are many ways to treat or cope with anxiety. Um, one of them is get help early. Um, or really just get help whenever you can. Um, which is, like, reaching out to someone in any way possible, to your doctor, to just anybody that you know, to your parents, if you feel comfortable, um, to an online therapist, to your friends, yeah, just anyone. There are lots of different options out there, and you just, you need to do something, because you need to get help, and if you can't do it, like, by just calling a doctor, getting a therapist, there's online stuff, parents, as Cal said, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, another good help, helpful way to cope is keeping a journal, um, not just, like, talking about your day, you can also, like, use that to keep track of stressors and your mood throughout the days to kind of, like, notice your anxiety I guess and Mm -hmm. like help you realize like what's causing the stress and what you've been stressing about right um and like I said before um online therapy but there's also online apps that can help you or just get an app to help with anxiety even if you don't think you have anxiety I'm just getting an app to help track your mood yeah helpful because there's there's lots of apps if you just search like mental health in the app store many options will come up and you can like track your mood vent talk about stuff that made you anxious like note your symptoms of anxiety all that kind of stuff that can be helpful and the majority of them are free yeah so just find one that you know fits you and yeah another good way to cope um is kind of goes with thought replacement it's trying to notice and even challenge anxious thoughts when you get them like when you are worrying about something it can be helpful to like notice that you're like overthinking this thing and stuff like that and even challenging it by saying okay well is this really gonna happen or if it does will it really be this bad stuff like that and like using thought replacement to instead of being like oh my god all this bad stuff could happen be like sure but it's unlikely and a lot of good stuff could also happen like trying to change the excessive worrying and negative Mm -hmm 
like concerns about it to more positive and like realizing that you are like worrying and overthinking it right and thought replacement is something that can be really really difficult but it's always good to try to do it and to realize when you're having anxious thoughts instead of just letting yourself have them it's always good to try and do thought replacement um it is difficult so if, if you're not able to that's okay but you know just keep trying yeah because practice will help I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, another way to cope is getting outside, even if you're just, like, standing or sitting outside. Fresh air can help to maybe clear your head and, like, take a deep breath and, like, try and get yourself away from, like, the situation or where you are can also help if you're having extreme anxiety and worrying thoughts. Right. Um, another way that can help is uh, grounding techniques, like doing deep breathing or just, you know, sitting still for a little bit and just yeah really focusing on your breathing um like we said before there's apps that will help you with this or you can just look up on youtube like yeah like guided meditation right some types of that are like i don't know if you've heard of it but like the five four three two one thing where you like count like five things you can see four things you can hear three things you can smell two things you can touch one thing you can taste Mm -hmm. or whatever or like noticing something from each color of the rainbow it sounds like stupid but it just like helps you get your mind off of it because if you're focused on like that kind of task like it like will right. so, like short term like calm yourself down I guess. Um, also, listening to music helps a lot of people. It can take your mind off like anxious negative thoughts, and hopefully like like help to make your mood more positive. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that can help is uh, writing it down so you can vent your anxious feelings. Um, yeah. You can also uh, if, if 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 you're an artist or if you're not, you can draw them out. Um, that that has helped me before. Yeah. Also talk to someone if you can like if it would help you like vent to a friend or a parent or a pet or an acquaintance or if you have a therapist obviously (laughs) just like anything to get like your anxious feelings and stuff down and out because even just writing them down can help you to like see it differently I guess um another thing a lot of people say this and it's kind of like can be unhelpful but it can also help some people like exercise and staying active some people find it be a good stress release to, like, go on a run or walk outside or something just because it's, like, physical activity and maybe it'll help some people take their mind off of it. Like, especially if you're playing, like, a sport that requires, like, thinking about what you're doing instead of everything that can go wrong. Yeah, and something that's been helpful for me is, like, if I like to run while I listen to music, that can help. Yeah. Um, it's just a good way to let, you know, feelings out. or Yeah, because obviously the thought replacement stuff is really hard, so sometimes what helps most is simply just like trying to get your brain to think about something else for Mm -hmm. that moment um that goes along with this like do something else that you like to take your mind off of the anxious thoughts like talk to a friend hang out with a friend read write draw play a board game watch a show or movie play a sport you like walk outside there's like tons of different things you can do just find something you like or you you probably already know which what stuff that you like Mm -hmm. and just like do it because if you can, because it'll help, like, take your brain off of anxious right. thoughts and get you out of the anxiety-causing situation. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's about all we have for yeah. treatment and coping. Um, um again, this isn't going to help everyone. Um, maybe if you find something that works, do it, obviously. But if you're, like, you don't, this isn't, like, a fix-all thing. Like, we're not right. therapists or anything. It's just, like, stuff we've picked up that can be helpful. And uh, Yeah, we're not therapists. We're not, like, licensed. But these are just some, yeah, just some ideas we have. Yeah. Uh, so that's basically it for our overview of anxiety. Obviously, that's not every single thing. It's just, mm-hmm. like, a general overview. Hope to get some information out there. So uh, thanks for listening to our episode. We hope that this helped, at least a little. Uh, know that we are here for you and care because you matter. Feel free to email us at any time. 
with questions or if you need a vent or like just talk or you want to reach out to us um our email is callanhousespeaks at gmail.com yep and i think that's all we have for today so we'll see you next week uh follow our blog uh, vens is on spotify you're probably listening to this on spotify but you know we're also available on like uh, anchor and apple Podcasts. So. yeah so thanks